Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hello, everyone. Happy summer. Hope you are all having fun and enjoying yourselves. We're going to talk today about the California Labor Commissioner. By the way, a lot of folks refer to the Labor Commissioner as the Department of Labor. Um, That's a federal agency. California doesn't have a Department of Labor. We have a Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, fondly referred to as the DLSE. Right, And the person in charge of the DLSE is the California Labor Commissioner. People who work in the Labor Commissioner's offices around the state, there are a number of them, are called Deputy Labor Commissioners, or they have other staff titles. So I want to talk to you here this morning about conferences and hearings at the DLSE. Now, as all of you probably are aware, the California Labor Code has thousands of provisions. And employees are permitted to go to the DLSE to enforce those provisions. For example, overtime, rest breaks, meal periods, paying for work-related expenses, the California Healthy Workplace Healthy Families Act sick leave, right? All of those laws are under the purview or the jurisdiction of the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement. Now, if an employee wants to make a complaint or they feel that they haven't been paid properly, they didn't get final pay on time, it wasn't calculated properly, they missed meal periods for which they weren't compensated, whatever it might be. They get to file a claim or a complaint with the DLSE and they can do it online. They go online, they file the complaint, then someone at the DLSE will review it. And they review it with a pretty lengthy checklist So let's say I make a complaint that's about overtime. The person who reviews my complaint is also going to ask me, hey, Jen, do you have any rest break issues? Do you have any meal period issues? Are you sure they calculated your regular rate of pay appropriately? Were you paid out for all accrued vacation, accrued and unused vacation at the end of your employment? So there are a number of things that that deputy labor commissioner who reviews the complaint is gonna look at and ask. At that point, they put together a written complaint and the complaint will be sent to the address that the employer has provided to the Secretary of State. So if you don't have an agent for service of process and you might just have everything sent, you know, attention president at your corporate office, that's fine, but you've gotta make sure you have a good protocol for how that mail is open and distributed. You don't wanna notice from the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement to sit around too long without you taking action. Now, what you will notice when you see the complaint um, is that it's it's generally going to be part of a document called a Notice of Claim and Conference. And they go through a number of categories and they'll come up with a number. The employee, who they refer to as the complainant, it could also be a former employee or an applicant, they are entitled to, or they believe they're entitled to. And you have to understand that the DLSC makes mistakes on these forms all the time. It's not their fault. They're very busy, they're overworked, and they're relying on information that the claimant is giving them. But most of the time when our office helps employers with these claims, 
when we go through the actual claim itself, all of the elements and all of the things that the, um, the individual is requesting or seeking, there are errors. They've got the wrong rate of pay. They have the wrong dates of employment. They say they weren't paid for something that you have a pay stub that shows they were paid for, right? So the first thing to do when you get the claim, the notice of claim and conference, is to look at it and really look at it critically. Don't just assume it's accurate. Make sure you really understand what are they basing all of the categories on and the amount that they believe you owe the individual. Now, most of the time, that notice of claim is a notice of claim and conference. As I said, it means there will be a conference set. Now, what you need to understand about the conference is it is a settlement conference. What the deputy labor commissioner is going to try to do is get you to settle the claim. As the employer, get you to give the claimant some money in exchange for a release. All right. By the way, the DLSC doesn't do general releases. You're going to have to negotiate that with the employee on your own. So in other words, the DLSC release will cover the actual claim that the individual made. But if you want to make sure you're completely done with them, you're also going to have to negotiate a separate general release. Now, many of the commissioners will tell you they don't help with that process, but they almost always will. You just have to be really professional and really polite when you're going through the conference process. By the way, you don't need a lawyer. We go with many of our clients, these are now our Zoom mostly at this point or on, on the telephone, um, but you don't need a lawyer to be there with you. You can do this on your own, depending on the complexity and how comfortable you feel. So at the conference, what's gonna happen is the labor commissioner, the, the deputy commissioner will ask the claimant to answer questions about you know what they did for you and how long they worked there and their rates of pay, et cetera. And then they give the employer the chance to explain their side of the story. So this is why I disagree with what you have in the claim. Or I have questions. You know, you use this rate of pay to determine what I owe this person, but that's not the rate of pay I paid them. So where did you get that? And, you know, what is that based on? So the conference gives you a chance to get free discovery. All right. You don't ever want to miss a conference. If an employee misses the conference or the claimant misses the conference, the DLC will sometimes throw out the complaint. Other times they'll say, well, we're going to write them a letter and let them know that they missed it. And if they don't write us back in 30 days, then we'll dismiss the complaint. You just want to be super cooperative, very professional, as I said. And you can certainly mention, and this was particularly true when you had to go to the conferences in person pre-COVID, look, I came all the way down here. I don't want to have to do this again. I'm, I'm prepared. You know, if they're not here, let's just dismiss the claim. Now, if if the labor commissioner dismisses the claim, it the employee can still go to court. Okay, so they can still bring a claim in court. It's just the labor commissioner gives up jurisdiction over that claim. Now, if you're able to settle at the conference stage, so you go back and forth, you negotiate, you come up with a number that everybody can live with, then you go ahead, you get the DLSE's release, you get a general release if that's what you want, and you're done, okay? If you don't settle, and this happens to us a lot because the employee comes in sometimes with inaccurate information that we can't disabuse them of during the conference. They just don't buy it, right? They don't understand that they've got something incorrect. 
or the employer just says, you know what, this employee was terrible. I know I may owe the money, but I'm not going to pay it. I'd rather just go to a hearing. When you go to a hearing, you will not have the same person who was negotiating at that conference. Okay, you're going to have a hearing officer. Okay, and the hearing officer is trained to take testimony, assess credibility, and write a decision. Now, it's not a courtroom. You'll go into an office. There'll be two tables. You'll sit on one side. The claimant will sit on the other, and the hearing officer will go through all of the aspects of the claim. You'll be able to put on witnesses. You'll be able to submit documents. The entire process is recorded. Um, it's an audio recording. And then sometime later, which is often several months later, the labor commissioner, the hearing officer will issue a decision. And they will decide whether there was validity to the complaint, if there was, how much you owe the claimant, all right? Now, here's something very interesting. If you disagree with the labor commissioner's decision, you get to appeal it. You have a right to what's called a trial de novo, which is a restart, a, a, a brand new beginning in a, a superior court. And you get to say, I'm gonna appeal this decision and I want a trial de novo. I want the court to look at everything fresh. Now, here's the stickler. If you want to appeal, you have to post a bond in the amount of the decision. So if the labor commissioner, the hearing officer says, you owe Paul $10,000, you disagree with the decision, you don't think it was, it, it, scratch that, you don't think it was appropriately decided, then you can post a bond in the amount of $10,000, what you would owe him, and then you get to go to court and make your arguments to a judge. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, judges are frequently very familiar with wage hour laws. They are less emotional about the process. And they will take a fresh look at what happened based on case law, right? Based on decisions that they may, may have even had something to do with, right? Some a, a published court decision. And they will make their own determination of what they think happened and the the merit or lack of merit of the claimant's allegations it's an expensive process you generally should have a lawyer at a hearing like that you're going to put on evidence you're going to review documents there's some expense involved but depending on what happened at the labor commissioner's office, you may decide it's well worth that. When you go to superior court, you get your trial de novo. That's going to be the end of the decision unless there's some grounds for appeal, and there usually isn't. If there are grounds for appeal, you can appeal to the California Court of Appeal. All right. But the way this works is the labor commissioner, of course, is trying to settle at that early stage, at that claim and conference stage. They're trying to settle the claim, so they're going to encourage you to compromise. And you have to weigh, okay, well, how much is it going to cost me to go forward? How much am I willing to pay now? And a lot of people think that's just a very clear economic decision, but it really isn't. A lot of times clients will say, I know I might lose and I might lose big, but I want to go through this process because I don't think the employee is telling the truth. I, you know, the employee has, has done wrong things and I don't, 
want to just give in. I, I feel like I want them to have to prove their case. We don't judge you either way. If you want to settle early, we do everything we can to make that happen. If you want to go to a hearing, we'll give you the best representation possible. And that's going to be the case for every employment lawyer. But what you need to figure out internally is, number one, do I agree with the claim, right? Is there some validity to what this claimant is saying? If so, let's resolve the claim and then let's make appropriate changes internally. Do we need to change our policies? Do we need to change our practices? What do we need to do to make sure we don't get another claim like this, all right? When you're doing research on the DLSE's conference and hearing process, you'll hear the term Berman hearing, B-E-R-M-A-N. The Berman hearing is the hearing that will happen if you don't settle at that conference process. And they call it a Berman hearing. There's a specific provision in the labor code that dictates how those hearings are going to be um, held. Now, the big picture here is, of course, we want to keep you out of trouble when it comes to wage hour or any other employment law issues. So one of the things we always recommend is at least doing once every few years a wage and hour audit where you can identify where your vulnerabilities may be. Where are the areas that you may be getting into trouble? If you identify those up front, and you still get a claim, at least you'll be prepared. At least you'll understand, okay, this is what I have identified as a problem. I haven't had a chance to fix it. And I understand I may have some liability. So I feel like in these situations, particularly knowledge really is power. You need to know whether what the claimant is saying has any validity. And then depending on that assessment, you're going to decide, okay, do I need to make changes to my practices? Do I need to change my policies? And do I need to pay this claim or a part of the claim because of the mistakes that were made? So there's a lot that goes into the DLSE conference and hearing process. It's very important for you to respond to all deadlines, all requests for information. And as I said earlier, be your best self when you are in those proceedings. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.